All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Nation Network presents Coming In Hot. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hello, everybody. The gang is all here, finally. Uh, Brent Wallace, pleased to be joined by Jason York and Bobby Ryan. Combined, the two of you, 1,623 NHL games, 303 goals. No thanks to Jason York. He's 42 that he scored. Nice, <laughs> Wally. Jeez, my hair looks as bad as yours, like, right? I got the vacation hair going Let's... on right now. <laughs> Just not quite as great as you. I like it. The fact that chirping. you're on vacation in Florida, I'm I'm happy for you. Like Bobby, who does he think he is chirping me on Twitter about looking old? The guy's like completely I don't gray. Think... <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I'm I think I'm going to be Switzerland a lot when we're in these conversations. I'm I'm excited for this role, and I can just I can just pin you guys against each other and and stay out of it. <laughs> you got it. Oh. No chance. You have to have an opinion. That's all I ask. Um, by the way, Yorkie, have you seen? Have you seen the sun? Because you uh, look a little uh, uh, pale. But listen, when I go away on vacation, it's all, I don't want to be that guy that gets burnt on day one. I got the 60 on the face. <laughs> probably, you know, the sun, what's that sun baby stuff you put on, Bobby, for the kids? You put it on, it's like a SPF 80. I'm not SPF taking any chances, man. Yeah. That's the play, man. You yeah. just want to ramp Sun it up bump. over time, and then you're going to come back golden. It's going to be perfect. You get to see. We're California guys, man. We both we know it's so well. You're you're a Canadian. You're white. 
Yeah. We're used to this, man. Yeah. Trust us. Yeah, I'm Wally's a lost East Coast kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very true, actually. Uh, Bobby, how are you? It's good to see you, my friend. I'm good, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back, and we're uh, we can hit the ground running full stride with you guys now. So it's been it's been annoying listening to you and watching you do so well without me. I didn't know if I was going to get cut or not. Uh, I just thought I just thought you meant we were annoying. Uh, all good. All good. As as Bobby found out, uh, he got five pages of notes, so we have a rundown and ready to go. Hey, eh, Yorkie. Now you're the biggest nerd around, Wally. You and your notes, oh, Mister Over, <laughs> Mister Over Prepared. That's, That's all good. I, I got we love you. We love you. I was like, well, "What is this?" I, I thought we were just talking hockey. I'm trying to go through all this stuff, page no, after page. I just, I'm, I'm glad, man. I sent you War and Peace. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, as always, this show brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Go to RenfrewPro.com. Uh, also, all major retailers. Also, good gifts for under the tree or stocking stuffers this year. Renfrew Pro. They are the inventors of hockey tape, including uh, shin pad tape. Renfrew Pro, the one with the green core, and they are phenomenal. Used in uh, the last 20 Stanley Cup champions locker rooms. Get the one with the green core. RenfrewPro.com. All right, boys. Let's get right to it, shall we? Uh, you guys both know Brady Kachuk very well. His play on the ice on Friday... Was it perhaps the best game he's played as an Ottawa Senator? Uh, Bobby, let's start with you. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it would, I mean, hard hard to put them all together, but I can't remember as, as dominant a performance by him. Um, not just on the score sheet, but to get the guys going with that fight. Like, what a great fight, too. Two guys going toe-to-toe -to -toe like that mm. in the middle of the ice. And the stare, you know, he doesn't stare down the other team's bench. He gives it to his own a little bit to wake the boys up and... Uh, um, as Danny Heatley's uh, Twitter account would say, that's rock star shit. <laughs> it was awesome to watch. Um, I love that he, I, I, he just completely took the game over and it was fun. And then, you know what, um, we'll get into the other guys later, but Ch Chabby was great um, on, on both the goals. So, uh, you know, team effort, but yeah, the, the team runs through Brady and, and uh, he's at an elite level right now. Bobby, who does that Heatley account anyhow? That thing is outrageous. Does anybody know who does that? I have that? no idea. I genuinely thought it was Tyler Ennis forever because the guy always talks about him. And then I got to play with Enzo and I was like, is it you? And he's like, I'm not saying a word. And I, it's not him. But um, I, I, I'm like, Enzo, there's not many people out there saying you're the best of all time to do it. So, like, it's got to be you. And it's, it's not. I've never gotten to the bottom of it, but I love the guy. Yeah, it's a couple of the greatest mysteries of the world. Number one, who does the Heatley account? And who the fuck does boring Sean Monaghan? Do you follow that one at all? It's, it's no, I somebody don't. I got to get doing, on that. Somebody, hey, Wally, somebody follows Monaghan and a play with him. It's and a just teammate, cuts I him think. Out yeah. For being the most boring guy in hockey. Like, he'll, he'll come out with these no tweets way. saying, today I took the trash out and uh, I asked Johnny Goudreau, how he liked his spaghetti and that's the, that's the tweet it's 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 so stupid Boring. that it's funny yeah right um, i'm looking him up right now he's gonna he's about to get a new follower at the moment <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> anyways we're, we're five minutes in this thing is already off the rails damn it sorry sorry guys <laughs> um yeah yeah that's the, brady kachuk let's get back on the rails here like what, what more do you want from this guy I don't know if there's a guy. Well, I do. I, I do know the answer. There's not a guy in the league right now that's doing what he's doing. There's nobody that's scoring at that clip. 
there's nobody that's playing with that kind of physicality and fighting. It's it's like a guy that's been it's like a guy's in a time machine from the nineteen nineties or nineteen eighties that's now playing in two thousand and twenty two. This type of player doesn't exist in the NHL. Well, I guess he does because that's how Brady Kachuk's playing right now. Hey Bobby, it's crazy. Is there a guy in the league right now that like I can't think of anybody? Can you? I, no, no, and it's been a long time since you've you've seen a guy that put all of it together. Um, Todd Bertuzzi esque, you know, when Todd Bertuzzi was at his yeah. best there in Vancouver for a few years. Um, there's a lot of similarities there, but yeah, for Brady, I mean, and and Todd was tough, but he didn't. He, I don't think he was as willing as Brady is at all times. I mean, just to just to get his nose that dirty, and and you know, that's just the closest comparison I can find. But uh, you're you're right. There is not another player in the league that's that's as good as he is at doing it all right now. Well, I'll go. I'll go old school on you guys right now because I'm a little bit older than, than Bobby. You, you know who he's playing right like right now? He's playing like Cam Neely. If you go back to the way Cam Neely used to play, he was scoring like crazy. Maybe Barry's not yep. scoring at the same clip, but when he's on the ice, I, I know as a former defenseman, there's certain guys you got to watch out for it because they can blow you up with a hit. Like Brady, what's Brady? Bobby two thirty, two twenty five. Like that's I was gonna say two twenty, two twenty five. Yeah. There's not many guys that big anymore because everyone's lighter and faster now. So if, if I'm a defenseman, I got to do my little mental checklist when I see him come on the ice. I'm like, okay, I got to move the puck a little quicker because if, because if I don't, I'm going to get hurt here. So there is that. Yeah. So yeah, to me, to me kind of reminds me of how Cam Neely was playing back in the day of, of, uh, of guys that could really hurt you, guys that can fight, and guys that can put some points up too. So, yeah, uh, by the that. way, uh, for, for those who don't know, uh, Brady Kachuk, uh, three points, two goals in his 300th career game on Friday for the Gordie Howe hat-trick, the second one of his career. Um, he's only been held pointless in seven of 24 games this season. By the way, eight multi-point games. He's tied with Steven Stamkos for the lead in the Eastern Conference by left-wingers with 29 points. I know that may seem like a weird stat, but my point is, if you were to build a hockey team right now with left-wingers in the Eastern Conference – where does he sit? And I'm trying to be realistic. I'm not like, no, no, you got to take him first. Like, there's Steve Stamkos and Artemi Panarin and Johnny Goudreau and Alex Ovechkin. So, um, Yorkie, like, where did, would you take him first, or does he go behind even Brad Marchand for that matter? It's 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 a tough question, and the guy I was going to point to was, was Marchand. Like, you look at his resume right now. You look at what he does in the playoffs. Until I see otherwise of Brad Marchand, he's such a big game player. But it's a little bit of an unfair question because Brady's a to me Brady's a different player. Like like I said earlier, I'm more aware of Marshawn on the ice for what he's going to do if I give him time and space. Or Brady Brady just makes you think about a whole different bunch of things going on, and that's why I can't wait to see him in a playoff because to me you're going to see Brady Kachuk. You're going to see Brady Kachuk's real value in a best of seven series when you're going to line up against him every single night, and and that's going to be exciting, man. That's going to be what. Who knows when it's going to happen? Um, but to me, all I can say, you can take what what, what we can see in, in the last couple of weeks. So if we go over that sample size, I would say, yes, I'd take Brady Kachuk. But I got to give Marshawn some respect for what he's did in the past as well. What about Kucherov, guys? But he's a left shot. He plays the right side, right? Because Kucherov's another guy to yeah. me. Yeah. Le- left, yeah, not left listed shot. as a left winger. That's all. But he kind of plays a rover. He dropped the puckies everywhere. Yes. So. I I, I Listen, still like don't those two ruin guys, my but... list. Well, he's a left shot for God's sake. He's 
Like honestly, too, when the when the pucks when the pucks drop, does it really matter? It's F one, F two, F three. Anyways, yeah. I want to hear I want to hear Bobby's answer on this. You know, I I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list. Uh, I was going over the list, and I was trying to put a you know. Again, there's not a player like Brady on this list because a lot of these guys, and you you know, yeah. we'll just go off the top five here: Stamkos, Panarin, Goudreau, and Ovechkin. These are guys that make their hay on power play. Um, Brady doesn't do that. Brady makes his hay five on five and in the higher, in the, you know, the, the, I guess the lower scoring areas, um, of the game. He gets to the net, like these guys, nobody, none of these guys get to the net like Brady. Um, you know, and then you look at the power play goals. So Brady's, Brady's cleaned some power play goals up as, as well, being a net front guy, um, at times. But I, I mean, if I'm, if I'm picking one, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to overlook Panarin for, from the whole scheme of things for me um but they take games over much differently than brady does and brady's able to give you brady's able to change the game with a hit none of these guys can do that um i you know he's in my top three i'll put it that way he's in my top three left wingers right now um and this is this i I would say probably league-wide really and i and i think it's realistic um by the four by the way i think the top four scoring left wingers in the nhl all play in the western conference at the moment um He's on pace for 99 points at the moment as they get ready to play the LA Kings, Does which would be the uh, only the fourth time it's happened in Ottawa Senator history. Danny with 200-point seasons and Alfie with one himself. Uh, gentlemen, uh, start with Bobby. Does Brady Kachuk get to 100 points? No, um, but it's hard to – I mean, it's just hard to consider – that he's going to continue at the clip that he's at for one. And that's not, you know, not a slight, like a hundred points is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, 82 points would be pretty impressive. If you're a point per game player in this league, you're a yep. big time player, but uh, um, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, it's hard to say who's going to be coming in and out of the lineup all the time. I, I just, I would never bet on somebody getting a hundred points. Not that, 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 it, that he can, but hard to continue with the clip that he's at all year long. Um, feels like the line switched too much and there's no consistency for him to really just know who he's yeah. got with them every single night. Um, and then the power play's got, the power play's got to get a little, I don't want to say deeper, Chabby's back now, but they, they, they got to score higher clips as well um, uh, for him, to, for anybody to get a hundred points. But I'm going to say he gets 90. That's my guess. And he's going to be 10 away and then we'll watch him do it next year. Yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be tough because with the Senators, you, you, you don't have the luxury of you have like an Edmonton situation where uh, you got McDavid and Dreisaitl. They, they hog the whole two minutes of the power play with Ottawa because you got, especially when Norris comes back, DJ is going to have to delegate the 1A, 1B thing again. And Bobby can tell you, I used to be a second power play guy and I got the, I got the scraps. I got the 20 seconds at the end. So with, with I, I, nobody, nobody, nobody can get 100 points unless you're playing a minute. 30 a minute and 40 of the power play that, that's and i said this before no disrespect to mcdavid or dry but they they get to play I imagine that bob you got to stay on for two yeah. minutes of every, like how many points would you have had 
<laughs> at least four more than I did. But oh, uh, come on! <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. It's if you. I mean, if you don't play a minute and a half, and then that second unit goes out, and you know the nickname for a second unit power play, you're the power killers. You just go out and kill the rest <laughs> in 25 seconds. Um, so you're just like, God, you know, and then you got to break it in. You don't have a clean break in right away. You're like, all right, I guess we got 10 seconds left. Yeah. So um, I couldn't agree more. I don't know. I hope that they get into meaningful games, you know, and they continue this little run to at least get back in the conversation because that would say, okay, who is our 1A unit and who is that unit going to be every single night? And it's to me, it'll probably eventually be the unit that Brady's on, um, uh, you know, to, to, to start every power play. Yeah, it's pretty crazy when um, you think about it too. Hey, Wally, because this is a big discussion. Yep. Claude Giroux is one of the best playmakers of this modern generation. And we're like, is he on the second power play? <laughs> like, like, think about that for a sec. Like, think about that for a sec. Like, yeah. like that's, yeah. to me, like, that, that's the problem with having a 100-point score. And maybe you just keep Brady on for the full two minutes because he's really your only, like, besides Brady, Bobby, who's your who's your guy that's going to do the best in front of that? It's, it's Brady by a long shot. There's nobody else. So maybe you keep him oh, yeah. on for yeah, a minute yeah. 30. Not even close. I actually think Mott could do, but it's not going to be the same. Mott could play that role a little bit, but I don't know. You look at that. No disrespect to the guys that Giroux is out there with, but yes, that's a that's a far cry from being a first first power play unit at this point in um, in any of those guys' careers outside of him and Sanderson. So, um, you know, you, you that's your first unit, and if you get into meaningful games, these guys, the Stutzel unit and Brady unit, they're going to be seeing a minute and twenty five, minute and thirty, and then you can wheel in Giroux as need be in spot duty for you know, for some of these guys too. I, I just think Claude Giroux deserves more ice time period. Uh, he's, I, I think he's on a different level, which leads me to my, or not, not a different level, I guess, but he had three points against San Jose. Um, and, but I want to ask about the clapper. Uh, it's a four, two game for, for, for Ottawa. There's like less than five minutes to go. Claude Giroux is on a breakaway and winds up uh, and fires a clapper. Uh, Bobby, you're a goal scorer. Would you do that? And what did you think of it? I, I love it, but I wouldn't. Um, I, only because I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think it would cross my mind to be the best way to, to score on a breakaway. Um, I like to come in differently and make a move and usually end up on my forehand side of the net. But it, <laughs> I got no issue with a guy doing that in a 4-2 game. If it was 6-2, to two, I, didn't, I, I know we, some people talked about it being disrespectful. If it's 6-2 to two and there's two minutes left of the game, sure, we can talk about it. But, you know, if this is an insurance goal um, to really put the game out of the reach. Um, I don't think it was a cocky move. I think that he just decided coming in, he's going to blow it past the guy. I, uh, I have absolutely no problem with it. I liked it. I, I like I like the fact he called his shot too, because the, the word was he told Pinto he was gonna do it. I'm using the clapper if I get a chance. Hey, listen, I I <laughs> I I've actually tried it. I got on a shorthander once and I'm like, I'm not going in because I'm not gonna try and move. I went with the clapper. It's 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 great. The goalie's not expecting it. Um anyways, I love it. Call this shot. What more do you want? That's it. And, and then it became uh, news. So every time he gets thumbed in now from for the rest of the year, the goalie's going to be like, oh, this guy's got a clapper in his bag. I got to be careful. <laughs> Ian Mendez tweeted, uh, Claude Giroux on why he opted for the slap shot on his breakaway goal in the third period. Quote, in between periods, I told Pinto I was going to score on the slap shot, so I didn't have a choice. Um, I don't <laughs> buy that at all, by the way. No? 
No. I think there's, I think there's something there. Bobby? Uh, I, I mean, I, I love the quote. I buy it, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I, I think he probably let somebody, know, like, probably sat down next to Pinto and said, one's coming, it's going to be a slap shot. That happens all the time, and it never works. So he did it on a breakaway, which is even more <laughs> incredible. So I'm giving him a lot of credit for that one. All right, fair enough. Um, so let's go back, and you brought up uh, Thomas Shabbat earlier. Uh, lots of talk about his play all year. He sits out five games. The Sens go one and four, and then he comes back in the lineup, and the Sens play a lot better hockey. Is that by chance just, uh, oh, I don't know. Is that a fluke or the fact that the Sens are three and one, and he's got five points since he's returned in the last four games? You're the D. Uh, I'll, I'll start with this. you, Yorkie. So I, I think he was taking a lot more heat than he should have been early on in the season. And I think he's putting a little too much pressure on himself. And I think that sometimes when you when you have a chance to just go up, sit and watch, you're hurt, you're not playing, you say, okay, you know what? When I get back in the lineup, I'm going to take a deep breath here. I'm just going to play the way I can play and not put all this pressure on myself. Because at the end of the day, it's just hockey. And uh, I think that mentally probably had something to do with it. And I also, I didn't think he was playing that bad. I, I just think in Ottawa, guys like guys like Thomas are under a microscope. And you're, we nitpick yep. at every little thing they do. And you forget about that, wow, a little clean breakout pass he made that other guys aren't making. And forwards like Bobby will tell you, the little things that don't show up on the, on the stat sheet, like hitting a guy perfectly on the tape, uh, putting it exactly where he wants it in the sweet spot for a one-timer, those are all little things that Shabbat does that, Nobody really talks about because you just expect it. So look at the record with him in the lineup. It's unbelievable. Um, and I think he's a victim of just being so good. You watch him skate. He looks very casual because he's just blessed with a beautiful stride. So, and again, it, there's, there's, there's 20 guys playing the game. I, I think it was a little unfair what Shabbat was getting. Is he playing a little better? For sure he is. I, I, I think it's a little bit upstairs um, because at the end of the day, it's Ottawa. I don't care what anybody says. Stuff always gets back to guys. They hear it. Uh, they get a little bit of pressure. So mentally, and he, and he wasn't even playing that bad, guys. So I think it's a combination of those two things. Honestly, could not agree with, could not agree more with everything you just said. It made I was sick to my stomach watching the the stuff that was coming at this kid. Um, the, the talking about scratching him. For, for the last four years, when that team was just in complete disarray, you had one constant that could play 27 minutes, 30 minutes a night, and it was Shabbat. And, um, you know, he's been through the worst of what we he's going to see in his career, most likely, in Ottawa. And they're coming out of it, and he finally uh, – he's still playing too much, but that'll – you know, that'll – as more and more guys come in, that'll get better. Um, I just could not fathom the fact that people were all over this guy. He's got this tiny little slump in four and a half years where he's not at his best, made some mistakes, um, and like we said, heard heard the noise. I'm sure uh, it was. I was I was getting so annoyed, man. I'm, I'm sitting here going, "This guy, this guy's been everything you could ask him to be for four years. He's going through it now, and the team's struggling. The other 19 guys aren't bailing him out after he's done it for so long. Um, I'm just glad he's back. He's healthy and. and the things he does on the ice that don't show up that I, 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 people just miss, they don't see it, but as forward, you can appreciate it. Um, you know, he makes that back end run and he makes, he makes the team better every single time he's on the ice. Oh, York, you look, you got a point. Sorry. Um, I'm going to ask you, Bobby, <laughs> since you played for this, uh, 
coaching staff, there's a lot of dis discourse about how they play in their own end. Um, is there a, I'm not going to call it a system, but do you understand what's going on inside your own blue line? Because sometimes it looks like it's just a fire drill. It, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anything, I don't think anything's drastically changed from the beginning of when I was there with them to what it is now. Um, that being said, I still don't know what it is because I'm I, I get I get confused like you guys. I'm like, are they playing man on man up top, or are they trying to take away the center of the ice and just collapsing? Because it feels like they're always collapsing back to the house to resort. Um, so no, I don't know. I and I can't speak to what what's being preached inside the room anymore. Um, I I just know that you know we had a system. I was only there for a little bit. And I don't think, you know, and, and I missed most of that year, but I, I just never felt like we got it down. Um, and, that, and that could be just my opinion, but uh, it doesn't look like they have it down at all times now either. They, they, look, like, they look a mess at times. Yeah, I, I, I keep saying this. Um, this is what I've been saying all along. You look at the two most important guys. Uh, I know Bobby was a, a winger. Uh, when you're playing diesel and your two most important guys are your centers and your uh, and your D, whoever gets back in the zone yeah. first, if you're playing first guy back, he's got to play down low. For most parts, for Ottawa, it's your center iceman. And I, for me, I just keep saying it, it's a lack of reps, a lack of experience. Tim Stutzla yeah. and Shane Pinto, you have one kid that's 20, the other kid's a rookie in the NHL. And then you got Kostelik as well, who's also a rookie. Uh, they're in yeah. situations, they're in situations that usually you don't get until your third and fourth year. So it's a lot to throw at guys. And, and I'll, I'll take Pinto, for example. He's now playing in a role. Everybody just assumes, hey, he's going to be our second line center. He's going to be our second line center. Well, it's not that easy. You step in this league and down, down low coverage, you got guys throwing picks, you got guys doing all these things on the cycle. And not to mention, you can't hook or hold or cheat anymore. Like it's really yeah. tough to play down low. And I, for me, I just, I think it's a lack of experience with the center ice position and the defense. Uh, like why does Shabbat play so much? Well, because the defense <laughs> is, isn't that great. So when your defense isn't that great, <laughs> add in the fact your centers are young, you're going to have issues down low. I, I don't care what, and honestly, Bobby, how many different systems have you played in? It's pretty basic. You, you play man on man or you play zone. Yeah. It's not friggin' hard. Like it's not, it's, it's, it, it's, yeah. it's just like, I don't know. Is there a, you're right. It doesn't change. No, there isn't. Um, you know, Guy Boucher would tell you that he had one. Um, <laughs> I, I, love, I love Guy Boucher, but it all comes back to the same thing, man. It's, and it, the only time everything gets confusing is when, and, and there was a lot less of this when you played, um, is when those D really got active and those switches that yeah. were easy to manage down low come to be up high. Who, where are guys rolling off to? And, um, you know, Chris Kelly said at one time, he's got, he said, guys, everything can, everything can go to shit very, very quickly. We miss a couple switches. We miss this. Just fall back to the house. Wait for, wait for your guy to come back into your zone, your quadrant, and go out and, and you know, redeploy or whatever it might be. And uh, I think the Sens struggle with getting back to the house a little bit too. Um, and, and just... You know, they, they get running and they get panicking and then nobody can make the next play. It's, uh, you know, and that just attributes to a lack of reps, like you said. Well, 
they're not panicking as much of late. Um, I want to ask you about emotion. So if you guys remember, they had the Vegas loss, and then everybody wanted everything to change. Then they win two games, life is better. Then they lose to the Rangers, and everybody wants the whole organization to go away. Now they've won two straight and four of five. Like, as players, because I, everybody overreacts as fans, both with wins and losses as players. And we've always talked to you about this. You just take it one game at a time. I, I know the cliche. But how do you ride that wave of emotion when you're on the outside of a playoff spot looking in? Do you go, man, we're only seven points back of a playoff spot. Has it ever come up? I, not, not, I don't know. Not really. I, I think you always are, you always know where you are. Um, and Ottawa obviously knows that they need, and they got a chance there before Christmas with some winnable games to, to at least get within striking distance. Um, so they know that and they, they understand that. But when this, you know, talk about the Vegas loss and the sky is falling and then you, you're back up here, yeah. the players are a lot less of this and more of this than the fan base, which this year has been, you know, um, <laughs> we got a top three team in the yeah. Atlantic to why, why are we just, you know, next to Columbus down here um, to, okay, we got two in a row and we're back. Uh, you know, th th those emotions uh, that we feel. As There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The outside looking in does not creep into the room nearly as much as people think. Especially on this show, eh, Wally? Did we once utter the word fire <laughs> DJ Smith on this show? Right? Nope. How many we have times been have you, a model how many, of how many, consistency. How many times did you ask me? I'm like, no, I go, this isn't, a, this isn't a coaching thing right now. It's, it's not, it's for me, it's, it's always been, you started the season, 
with the center ice position, with the, the two most important positions. And to Bobby's point, uh, guys don't hear the noise inside the locker room. You always have one or two guys that hears everything, and he's always checking the stats, and he's checking his face-off percentage. That guy was Todd White, for example, by the time when I was in Ottawa. He knew exactly what <laughs> I was. believe just, that. Jay Whitey just grinding all the time about his face-off percentage and and then, uh, why do you want to go for dinner? No, no, I'm going to go to Olive Garden. I'm good. Um, but uh, there's always one. There's always there's always one too. There's, there's always a couple of grinders on the team like that. But for the most part, for the most part, guys are. If you actually, if players actually thought about what people are saying as much as what's going on, you would drive yourself crazy. Like you would drive yourself yeah. nuts. So I, I I don't believe that happens whatsoever. Uh, with the exception, there's always two. There's always two guys, but I think this team's just looking. They're looking at their. Uh, they're looking at their next game. Let's let's win that and go from there. Because you, 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 they put themselves in a position where you can't look ahead. Just deal with what you got. And it's the old Jacques Martin thing. Worry about the process. Worry about the process and go from there. And that, that's all you can do as a player. Otherwise, you're going to go bonkers. So you talk about there being two people uh, in every room. Uh, so, uh, for those who don't <laughs> know, least, when we had least. newspapers, or we still have newspapers, but not as much as today, uh, the teams would print off basically all the newspaper articles from around the league that was about your team, per se. So, every morning, we would get this thing called clippings, uh, all stapled together. It's like 20 pages or whatever. There would be two players, I remember, always asking for the clippings, Todd White Ooh. and Chris Neal. See, I told you. Chris Neal wanted to but read Jeff, everything. I didn't know Neeler could read. Played with that guy for years. <laughs> uh, I, I can't say I'm gonna wake up and my car is gonna be going all the way in Nashville. Neeler's Neeler will go to you know stop at no lengths to get revenge. So I hope he didn't hear that because he'd be all over me. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on the show for God's sakes, Bobby. Right, Dude, man. that guy's we'll the get worst. Like, you can never get a hold of him. He'll text you back oh, a month later. Yes, Mike. Yes, I when 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 he's getting his jersey retired, I can I send him a text. He got back to me right away for that one, but he asked me to come on the show. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Uh, all right. So, uh, before I got a couple of uh, outside topics that I want to bring up uh, before we get to Bobby's very first NHL goal. Um, Jordan Bennington. Uh, by now, everybody's probably seen the highlights of him taking out uh, Jason Zucker uh, the other night in Pittsburgh. Plus, I think he hit Jordan Stahl previously. Uh, I guess, Bobby, you're the forward, so I'll start with you. Are you? Uh, would you be willing to run him over, if you will? Um, is it time for him to probably take one of those shots, like from Brady or Tom Wilson? Uh, and his coach said after the game, his very own coach, um, quote, yeah, pretty much, Bruby said, and it's got to stop. It doesn't help any. Just play goal. Stop the puck. Um, are, are players tired of Jordan Bennington's antics? I would, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for the league. I would assume so. Probably his own team is probably like, dude, uncle. Like, and, and, and that's the same thing. It's got to stop because, you're consistently having to stick up for him or to get into a mix that they don't need to get into because your goalie's acting out. Um, and I, I saw a mess tweet where it was like, would somebody just grab this guy and beat the wheels off of him? And somebody's going to do it. Um, 
it's not, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be, but somebody's going to do it because he's going to run his mouth to the right. Like, could you imagine if he ran his mouth to Brady? Brady, <laughs> so Brady's got zero, <laughs> zero problem with it. Um, he, he'll beat him up and then he'll stand at center and wait for whoever's coming after him. Um, but, you know, he's just calm down, man. Goalies, goalies have no business being in the fray, um, being in the fight, being in, you know, being the guy that's antagonizing a team because at the end of the day you're not going to be the one that has, like he's got a he's living from this place of safety that uh somebody's going to call his bluff eventually and it's going to be ugly because he's 150 pounds i mean <laughs> you know where's how well is he going to do yeah who did who did he get last game who did, I, I forget the name again who's the guy he got so we got Z- was, zucker uh, on pittsburgh yeah so yeah i would think if someone's going to get him it's going to be one of those games when it's five nothing, and all of a sudden the other goalie comes across. But there's not too many five on fives anymore because usually other goalies are probably the guys getting the most pissed off about this. And if another goalie, yeah. it might be somebody from another team, sees an opportunity during a game, skate down and just grab them. Because I agree, it's uh, it's it's an unsuspecting shot. It doesn't seem like much, but can do a lot of damage. And and one thing when Bruby is an old well, school guy, if you've got your coach not defending you that 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 says yeah, a lot uh, so uh yeah Bruby was a guy that that lived by the code and he he was uh, a tough guy the guys in a few games where we had some five on fives and uh no he wouldn't he wouldn't like that at all so i, I would think of that's another goal that's going to get him guys skate down and just start giving him a blocker i can see that yeah well he's had a couple I of those when he's passed it around yeah, me Ray too, Emery, me too. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to see Lenny just coming down the ice, getting the getting the straps off. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fun to watch. Oh, he'd get him because he's done it a couple times, crossing over at the in- intermissions of giving a shoulder to the, yeah. the other goaltender. Uh, and it reminds me of Aaron Dell, obviously with his hit on Drake Batherson. Like this nonsense has to stop at some point. Somebody's going to have to do something. But and, and you- if that does, that kid is going to be suspended probably uh three four five games and it's going to start an all-out brawl and one more well maybe maybe it doesn't maybe st louis like you have your you just fill them out yeah do you know bennington at all bobby do you know him at all i i don't know him at all no no um i don't i think i maybe played with against him i know he's an owen sound kid but uh no no personal relationship so I did, I did it back when I was broadcasting. I did a couple St. Louis games, and I always say the goalies are so weird. They, they won't talk to you before the game. Not allowed to talk to the goalie before the game, which is a whole other conversation. Why do the players have to talk when the goalie gets off the hook? But Bennington, I actually came. I sat with him for 20 minutes. We shot, shot the shift for a while, chatted. I'm like, this guy's a great guy. Like, he was so humble, uh, gave me a bunch of his time. And I ended up real likable guy so off the ice seems yeah. like a great dude but it's the old it's the old thing how many guys are great guys off the ice and then they get on the ice and shit like that happens so yeah i i think he's i think he's well liked within the room um i've heard good things about him but uh you know you cross the you cross that line on the ice once or twice and it's fine that you know your teammates will be there for you but you continue to you continually toe the line and you're right on it and then you continually go over it and it's just exhausting um yeah. And it wears on you, and they're in a funk as it is right now. Um, so, just calm down. Just calm down and play the game. And and how about Grace or Thomas Grace? The other, I texted him <laughs> coming in. Did you guys see the clip of him? No. You see it, Wally? No. They came in. 
Oh, he came in in, a, in relief, and uh, I texted him. I was getting up and going to the airport. Oh. I said, did you catch an edge? Because going into the net and just blew a tire, fell into the net, almost it. knocked it over. <laughs> I said, did you catch an edge? And he's like, <laughs> I did see that. I, uh, what did yeah. he say? I heavily destroyed myself. Ha ha. <laughs> I'm laughing at. Laughing at so, uh, what a great, what a great clip. I was like, nice, you know, good game. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be played now forever with thomas christ so here he yeah. is yeah yeah he's he's made it now as a probably a meme at some point uh jordan yeah, bennington yeah. has lost his last five games uh it's and his goals against is is extremely high in those five games like they've lost six two five two four one six four six two so that's like you're losing and doing that that's when it starts if he was winning 10 in a row and doing that i don't this is not the same conversation Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree. No, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, everything gets like, like you know, I mean, everything gets magnified when you're losing games, right? But um, yeah, yep. I mean, yeah, if you if if you're losing and you're and you're a big part of the reason why, then then it's even more exhausting. Uh, I'm gonna move on to the Pat Maroon comments uh, that we heard from Jack Edwards the other day in Boston. I know it's a little ways ago, but we, you and I, and the three of us haven't had a chance to talk about this. You guys played. Uh, and you know Pat Maroon, which is why I'm bringing it up, Bobby. Um, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, basically Jack Edwards, the Bruins broadcaster, fat shamed Pat Maroon for a, a minute, it felt like, on TV, um, to which Pat Maroon came out after. And, and basically, I thought he did a brilliant move and uh, said, basically, in light of this, we're going to donate money to men's mental health. Um, you tweeted, Bobby. Pat Maroon doesn't care about Jack Edwards. He's been, quote, fat Pat since we were seven years old. He has three cups, a bunch of money, and a beautiful family. My tweet lasted longer than his thoughts about some announcer calling him big. He's the big rig. Doesn't (laughs) change his day. Um, So have you spoken to him about this? And I'm going to guess this is fairly accurate. Uh, Fairly accurate, but... I didn't go into it with them. Um, I've known Pat since we were six, yeah. seven years old, playing St. Louis roller hockey. Um, one of my favorite guys that I've that I got to play with in the league, and just you know, um, the way he made it. Um, you know, when he came into the league, they they there's fat shaming all the time. You're in fat club. You're on the bike. You, I mean, Yorkie can tell you this. Um, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. I had to go. I I went through it my first year with Randy Carlisle. Um, it you know. Mm. It's it's a big thing for guys like him that are playing that big role. Um, but I talked to him. He, I mean, he he genuinely doesn't care. It really it does not change his day one bit. Um, I thought he handled it beautifully in the media, not only with raising money, but the way he said something. He's like, "There's there's a line, and it's not like he's a player and we're on the ice and we're getting after it and we're competing. This is a guy that literally went out of his way to speak about me for a minute on a on air during the live clip, but." Uh, um i'm hoping we get a chance to have him on and, and have a conversation with him about it and keep it light and funny because i said you know to get him on uh i said you gotta you gotta you gotta caress the guys a little bit and say hey we're gonna talk about you know this this and this oh and we're gonna talk about the fat shaming incident as well so uh we'll get a chance to <laughs> it's so it. true it's already it's so true I, i've never been in this side before uh wally this you know usually on the other side and, and yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay uh, so oh, I, I think uh, we, you're handling it beautifully i don't want to spoil it but i hope we get him thank you i hope we get him on um but he he genuinely doesn't care, and he's, he he woke up the other day, went back to hockey, and that's 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 it for him. I love that. I love the kid. Oh, great story! How, how many times, Bobby, can you go back in your career and, 
it's almost weekly you talk about coaches just giving it to guys for being overweight. A couple of stories, couple of stories I can think of particularly. Actually, one guy I played with, a guy by the name of Dave Carp, actually played in Anaheim, Bobby. This guy was an absolute beauty. Uh, big guy from Indian Head, Saskatchewan, Dave Carpa. Had a big <laughs> boiler on him. He had that pear-shaped body. So he Carps gets traded to to the Rangers and Glenn Sather's the coach and they're losing. It's like, all right, it's team weigh-in. Everybody get your clothes on, off and line up. Guys are lined up, no gear on, just towel. He sees Carpa there, big boiler out. He goes, Carpa, how much do you weigh? And Carps yells, uh, two oh three. Get on the scale. He gets on the scale, he's about two nineteen. Get on the bike right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, we used to have to, man. We used to have to weigh in every morning in Anaheim, and Randy Carlisle would sit there on the bike, right, like right in eye distance, so he knew that you came in. But it, it was like, okay, I had a heavy meal today. I'm gonna be, or last night, I'm gonna be a little heavier. So, you know, you just hope that he's just, he's just far enough, like out of eyesight from those little, you know, the little print on the scale. So I'd weigh in and it might, he, he needed me at like 208 to 210 and it would say 212. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, he didn't hear me. So you just write down 208 and you're like, I get on the bike, just keep it, you know, a little extra sweat to get the, I mean, two pounds, you know, is salt and water most days in the morning like that. But uh, yeah, I weighing in every day, man, what a, what a absolute nightmare that was my first couple yeah, of years. Yeah, you know People have no idea. Like we were, we were bullied back then, Wally. We were bullied. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you sit down. Weird. Yeah. Um, one more little. Story. You have dessert <laughs> last night, Bobby. I'm like, yeah, I had this. I, I had dessert last night. I got 31. Okay, we got 10 games left. Give me a break. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Why would I have dessert last night? Make it five five this year. <laughs> I, 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 I remember we. I, my training camp in Boston. Uh, Dave Lewis was the coach. It was Louis's first year there. He came from Detroit, which a lot of veterans in Detroit, you could kind of coach a little differently. He comes into Boston, and it was Big Z's first year as captain in, in Boston. So Big Z's there. He's in unbelievable shape. But Phil Kessel was a rookie in the league. It was his first year. Phil's, Phil, Phil's, he's a genetic freak because he's he was kind of chubby, but he was so fast and he was in great shape. All his testing was unbelievable, except for the when he had to do the fat test, him and Mark Savard, Savvy, they they requested, they wanted to go into a private room to do it. So they locked the door. They're in there with the trainers. They're getting their fat test done. All of a sudden, we pick the lock. We bust into the room. We catch these guys getting their fat test done. Kessel's got the shirt up, Savard. <laughs> uh, the, the number the number wasn't bobby the number wasn't pretty either the, the, the it was up there we're not talking 11 12 percent a little bit higher but uh yeah man there's yeah, some good stories i believe that yeah <laughs> so know that you, chris schwartz our strength and conditioning coach used to have to do mine and you know we would check periodically and like we had to be under 11 and I was always 11.3. I just couldn't like get below it. I did a couple times and I was always excited about it, but he's like, what are you doing to get rid of it? I'm like, dude, I've been fasting for three days knowing this is coming. He's like, you gotta eat. And I'm like, but if I eat, you guys give me shit about the weight. So I used to rub shea butter on like everywhere because he couldn't get an accurate pinch. They would just be sliding off the calipers. He's like, man, go dry off with a towel. I'm like, no, no, we'll do it tomorrow. I can't get it. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man I, and the uh, thing's not even it's not even accurate either that little pincher it's not even accurate like it's yeah. totally guys are sucking their guts in and trying to like make themselves feel skinnier like come on hey what are you gonna we, say Wally? Yorkie, <laughs> i i was so i was so bad and like so mental about this during my career that i ordered a pair of calipers and my wife would take them and bring them and come on to idaho in the summer and i was doing it every week no, you and i'm like i had a I swear to god i swear to god i still have them I have them. My so wife had to learn the you has yeah, the you has method. We had it all plugged in, and I'm like, all right, we got four more weeks. It's 11.2. I got to just get to 10.8. Then it would be 11.4 the next week, and like, just became a mental a mental mind trap for me for my entire career. Okay, back it up here. So here, every every player has got some kind of test they're worried about at, at camp. Guys are practicing. I got to do the bench. I'm gonna. I'm shitty on the bench. Guys are doing squats. You're doing the shuffle. Bobby, your your thing you practiced in the summer was the fat test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I practiced them all, man. I practiced them all. I, you know what? I love it. I, I, I hate some of oh God, that and then the skate test because we had to be under a certain amount of time and you got Alex Formanton getting under by one second. I'm like, if he's beating it by one second, in what world am I going to beat this test? I'm sorry, right? Like, we're not even on the same page. Um of, of skating and he's beating it by a second and I'm coming in two, three seconds behind it. I'm like, this is the most inaccurate test ever. Let's just skate laps and see who does well. Right. The stops <laughs> and the start test always killed me. Always killed me. Long strides, long what strides. About, That's it. What about VO2 max? Fuck. I hate that test. I always, that? I always did well on the bike. Yeah. I never had a problem with the bike. I was always pretty good on the bike. Long, you know, yeah, long was... legs and, and stride. Yeah, I didn't mind it either. So, a couple guys, though, I, a couple guys puked in the tube. A couple guys did it. In the tube. Because oh, yeah. when you do, when they put a thing down your mouth, then they're picking your finger for your lactates, and you got all this shit going on. I'm trying to remember, somebody barfed right in the tube when they were doing it. It was disgusting. <laughs> because if, unless you've had it done, it's, pre, it's pretty intrusive. You're, like you're, it, The test is hard enough as yeah. it is, and they stick this thing in your mouth. And uh, I forget who it was, but barfed right down it and off humiliated. I think he got sent down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. Chris Schwartz, by the way, Bobby, uh, is now he trains me um, uh, at his no gym. And so we, we chat occasionally about you, uh, just about working out and stuff and what he was trying to do and uh, how you would be difficult sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I you know what though I if you can, you, and and you can go get confirmation from this. But the team, you know, coaches always want to know who was the first guy in, last guy out, who works out, who does that. And Schwartzy would always tell me like you know when they ask because I was an older guy, veteran guy. He said, you know, when they ask, your name always is the first one I say because you're the first one in here after every game. You get a quick lift in, you go. So I did everything, and you get. I want I want you to go confirm this because I was the first guy in. But, um, you know, I wasn't doing the new style of stuff. I was like, just, if you want to get stronger, just pick up heavy stuff and, wor and work out. But, it, you know, now it's all about explosiveness and this and this and this. So uh, I could be difficult at times with Shorty, yeah. But he's still one of the few. I mean, I, I, I keep in touch with players for sure, but the training staff and those guys, and those are the guys I talk to the most. Schwartz is yeah, the best. And he and speaks very highly. I, I, I'm just trying to rib you a bit here. Um, yeah, is he going to be a... Is he going to be happy that you're actually saying you're a client of his and you're saying this on like a well, podcast, I, Wally? Wally? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
it's uh, the okay. camera adds twenty pounds, ra- Yorkie. Okay, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, he's he's funny, but I think of uh, also, when, and we got to get him on because I want him to talk about uh, with Sean Donovan because uh, Bobby, when you were coming back, you he was skating you all the time, uh, and I want. <laughs> And I know how enjoyable it is to skate with Sean Donovan. So I want to get him on so you can, I don't know, complain to him about the way he made you skate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right you get him on and I'll, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I guess we won't even comment on it until we make it happen. But yeah, I had a, I had a yeah. long road back that time. And yeah, I couldn't stand the sight of Dono for a little bit there. Love the guy, but I just couldn't stand the sight of him. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Um, before our last topic, uh, by the way, BEI, another one of our show sponsors, as always, uh, looking to refresh your backyard, landscaping, aggregate stone, all that stuff. Go to bonisherexcavating.com. Give them a call, 613-432-1120. Uh, BEI, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. All right, uh, the LA Kings are in town tomorrow night as Ottawa looks to win three in a row. Uh, September 29th, thousand. 2000- where did I put this? 2007, uh, Bobby Ryan in his very first NHL game in London at the O2 Arena scored his very first NHL goal against the LA Kings uh, on Jonathan Bernier. It was a power play goal. He ended up losing 4-1, mind you. But uh, Chris Pronger and Francois Beauchemin, the assists. What do you remember about that game and your first NHL game? It was... Very weird game because you're playing in England. So nobody's cheering for anybody. They're just cheering for everything. Um, so, you know, I think we were technically the road team on that one. And um, the fans were loud. They, they tried to treat, treat it like a soccer game and, and cheered all the way through. But it, it was just a weird circumstance and, and um, kind of hard to get up for, if that, if that makes sense. Not not overall. Yeah. It's your first game and you're going to feel the feel those nerves. But just, yeah, it was a weird game to get up for. There was no... Um, there's no flow to the game either. It was just a weird, it was a weird game all around. So the goal was certainly a, you know, a nice way to get us back in the game at the time that I scored. But uh, yeah, LA, LA kind of controlled most of the game. That game, I remember it. I think there was 14 power plays or something. So it, I can see why there's no flow in it. Uh, LA three for seven. You guys were one for eight. So 15 power plays. Um, yeah. And- it was the power killers that got it too, Yorkie. They put us out there at the end because they were like, well, Getsy oh, and the boys are getting it done. You know, let's throw unit two out there with that 54 kid. And yeah, one shot. 54. <laughs> uh, every time I hear about the Los Angeles Kings, I always remember, I don't know if this guy still sat there when you played in Anaheim. They had the biggest asshole that sat right behind the bench. Uh, On the right. Is he, is he, yes. Is that yeah, guy still there? I don't there? know if he's still there, but he, he was there for for most of my career. Yeah, and he just hates the Ducks. So, yeah, I remember him. And then you, it was funny because when you look back at him and you give him, like, the stare bound, he, he knew you couldn't touch him. So he just enjoyed every second of it. And this guy had an arsenal. Like, this guy had material. He knew stuff about you. He got personal. And, he, and you're like, uh, he would get some guys to turn around and chirp back. But I remember this guy. And I'm like, how, how's this guy? He must got some insider getting some papers for him or something. Like he was ruthless, Bobby. This man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. A, he Googled everybody and had something. And yeah, he uh, 
You know what, though? He always got just a little further away when the guys were walking down the tunnel because he's like, who, who's going to come? <laughs> he was waiting. For who's it, coming? So. Who's <laughs> coming? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. I've, I've been one of those guys turning around going after him, too, because, you know, my first couple years in the league, we beat the hell out of the Kings um, until they got a lot better. Um, but, yeah, he was a, he was a pain. <laughs> Interesting. Sounds like Yarko Rutu. Was it Yarko? <laughs> yeah. He always knew know, stuff. It, he would like yeah. he. I remember Yarko I played with and players too. like I just that. Which one it was? <laughs> uh, I, it might have been Tuol- Tuomo. I can't remember. But uh, Roots would come and go like, "What do you know about this person or that person?" Like they were, they would go any lengths to find out information they could to use against other players. It's good yeah. work. I've been that other player where you're just wondering how the hell he found it out. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 Did anybody uh, so, rattle you? I was like, who do I know on the other team? You know, that's telling them that. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You're like, who are my friends? Um, I don't know that ever, anybody ever got to be that bad. I'm for, it, takes, it takes me a long time to get really, really annoyed. Um, let me get back to you on that. I'll have that answer tomorrow. I'm, I'm sure by the end of our shows, I'll have gotten that to you at some point. Um, I, I have that effect. So uh, we will see tomorrow, gentlemen. Uh, Yorkie, are you going to be at the pool or are you going to join us? Well, I was going to show you a little backdrop here, but I didn't want to screw up my camera and all this mic stuff I got going on. Yeah, I'm going, uh, as soon as I'm off here, I'm going right to the beach, man. I'm going to do a little beach yoga. Got to stretch out this bad back. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll be be nice. we'll put some pics in the show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, get the tarp off, man. You know, get some sun on that back. Uh, uh, I know, I am. I'm so oh, white no, right okay. now. Listen, I'll, I'll, take, I'll, I'll do a shirt off. I'll do a shirt off with you, no problem, no problem. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm hey. Six I weeks now. Let me get now. the no problem. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll uh, we'll chat Have tomorrow. See you guys. Thanks. See you guys. Have a great one.